Welcome to Sneaker Dads episode 51. I'm John Ratner. If you missed part one with Sexy Beast, go back and check it out because this is part two. Let's get into it. So I know a lot of people aren't aren't necessarily interested in this washing your jersey sink, but I have to ask you one more question. What is what is the advice? I mean, you're throwing it in the wash. Is it going straight in? Is it going in like one of those delicates bag? And I know it's not getting dried, right? It's getting hang dry. No, you got to hang dry. So absolutely yeah. delicate or hand wash yourself. Okay. Um, and then hang dry. You know, cold water, right? You know, yeah. and, and, and you know, my wifey gets gets on me for that, right? You're using the washing machine for one jersey. <laughs> For one jersey, I'm like, yeah, you know what jersey it is. You know what I mean. So yeah, anyway, sorry if I don't want my daughter's new blue jeans in the same load, right? Like, yeah, exactly right. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful, right? So yeah, so she gets it now, though. For sure, for sure. After after seeing the stuff hang, hang dry and don't touch it, <laughs> hold it this way. I, I do all that. I do that stuff with my t-shirts, to be honest. Yeah. Some of my yeah, my more yeah. prized no. prized things. But so. That, that is serious stuff for, for a lot of us. But um, back to sort of the connection I wanted to ask between the sneakers and NBA gear. And you, and you talked a lot about your, your, your skate influence and streetwear influence. And obviously now it's all meshed up. So mashed up when you see NBA players coming down the runway, holding their shoes. But let's take it back to you. And maybe we can bring it forward to how it, how it, how it is now in the NBA and, and in the sneaker scene. Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you asked that, John, because I, you know, when you first asked me about my first exposure to, to shoes or sneakers at the time, you know, and it was really more a fashion thing, too. Right. You know, you kind, I kind of got that fashion sense. And I think I've, I went as far as, you know, high school and kind of transitioning from skateboarding, BMXing to kind of just hang around, you know, um, the cool crowd or the, you know, what was considered the popular crowd at that time. And it was a lot. A lot of it was street. It was just hanging out in the streets in uh, different areas of downtown. Um, there was also a phase too, where they were going preppy. I don't know if you remember that, John, you know, you had your polo, you know, when polo Ralph Lauren was, was sure. extremely hot. I mean, it's still around now and I get that, uh, tree torns, I'll throw out some brands roots was heavy back then as a yeah. kid, uh, beaver canoe, Benetton, Eddie bar pullovers, oh, yeah. wow. right. Varney France, right. Oh, uh, so ASIC tigers, Patagonia, right. You know, a lot of that is vintage now that that's kind of hot again. But that's yeah. where it first started for me. And I was seeing all that. So th- there was that crowd. There was also that phase that I was into. I mean, I couldn't afford a lot of that stuff. Right. So, you know, w- you know, we, we had to kind of just get what we can get. You know, we're, you know, we were actually boring clothes from each other. Um, so I was doing yeah. a little, little that at the time. And then it was 89, 90 where I, you know, hip hop rap was really coming in. So a lot of that was street culture and my first pair you know with the bread force or what you know really og was black cement force right sure. love the shape love the mesh and that's probably when i knew that i really love sneakers because i put those sneakers beside my bed the same night it was my birthday typical story begged my mom's for you know you know it was my birthday can we do it, it as expensive back then so and i bought them at dufferin mall nice. i bought them at dufferin mall uh that was my first og pair jordan's brand new inbox uh still my favorite pair today um so i had those and then i started progressing right because then i had do the right thing i had nike sc um air air trainer threes i had the Mm -hmm. navies and they haven't retro those properly yet they actually did never retro those yet they've only done the medicine balls like three four times yeah right and, and no offense, but those holes are a little way too space. They only did it right. <laughs> yeah, they did it right the first retro, right? You, sorry, John, my bad. No disrespect no, to your no, pair. I, I, right? I don't have them anymore. Right? Well, there you go. And there's a reason for that, right? And, and <laughs> Something didn't <laughs> so, feel right. Something was yeah. off. So I had those um, at the time. And and I trend, you know, and I was getting, you know, I don't want to go into too many details, but, you know, and then I was also rocking in a BK, British Knights. Mm-hmm. I was rocking Shroop, 
right? And you remember Troop? LL Cool J was represented. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, they resurfaced, I think, recently. But Haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, Troop. Well, yeah, I don't know if anybody's mentioned Troop before on your show. I don't think so. Yeah, dude. This was around, you know, late 80s, still in the 90s. Um, And then I kind of got in trouble. You know, I was getting in trouble, you know, with uh, the groups I was hanging with, right? And uh, so my parents decide that they're going to move me from downtown to Scarborough. Right. Like, good luck there. Right. You know, and I kind of adapted there quickly, too. Right. Next thing you know, my style changes again because I'm, you know, now I'm right. I didn't meet a couple of Jamaican guys, I, you know, get into those crews a little bit. And then I'm rocking Fila. I'm rocking Fila F-13 Black Suede's. And you couldn't even get them here. I got them from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I was getting them from the States. I was getting them from New York. So now we're like, you know, middle 90s now. Right. We're, you know, fast forward to that. And here's where basketball comes into play. The Fab Five. Yeah. Right. Baggy shorts, baggy jersey, that yellow, that navy blue, the track suits, man. Uh, you're bringing me back, John. Right. So I have a little bit more money there. I'm working a little bit now. Right. And there's only a couple of shops downtown on Young Street that was like they were carrying a lot of this stuff from the States. Right. And unless you went to the States or you knew people from the States, that's the only way you can get them in the 90s, early 90s. So I was kind of now wearing starter caps. I'm, you know, I'm wearing, um, you know, a lot of Bulls gear, right, because of MJ. Um, I'm also wearing fitted. I'm, I'm wearing fitted Yankee. So that transitioned into more ball now. Now I'm getting into more basketball, right? We're getting into the up tempos now. Um I'm trying to think too. We're not at 2000 yet. This is right before 2000. Um, Air Max total up tempos, Reggie Miller's. I wanted that pair so bad, John. <laughs> Do you remember that pair? Yeah, no. I, someone was talking about it the other day, so I actually looked it up. Believe it or not, so it's fresh in my head. Yeah, fresh yeah. It's got that head. nice clear. It's got that nice clear bubble. VC Ward and uh, when he was at North Carolina. Well, that Reggie Miller. Been, we had the conversation. I think you and I were talking about <laughs> it, right? and I looked it up three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good shoe, man. It was, you know, the, the OG pair anyways. And they came in black and neon, so I had to take the black and neon. And I'm mm-hmm. rocking uh, Michigan Wolverines basketball gear because of the Fab Five. But, you know, just a bit later. I think Rose was just there. Or maybe, no, it was after that. But anyways, so, and then Baggy started coming in. Mm-hmm. we're in early 2000s mid 2000s baggy starts it's even baggier now though right yeah, it gets yeah. crazy right and then all the nba guys that's what they're doing too right they're going like three extra large when they're an extra large you yeah. know and, and they loved it like super baggy you know um so there was bb4 shocks for me you know because of vince yeah. you know in terms of shoes and that connection um and this is right before the sp craze the dunks and yeah. all that right interesting story though john i gotta ask you you remember the 99 retro jordans right yeah i had a couple i think i still have one or two yeah the silver boxes yeah oh yeah looking at one right here for my fours yep yeah and you know without question if we're talking about the black cement fours um they were probably the closest to the ogs in terms of retro yeah they're great yeah right you know, and a lot, a lot of that for me, John, is the shape. Mm-hmm. I hate the shape of the new stuff. Eh? I'll be honest with you, right? Almost, you know, to the point where I don't even buy them anymore because I hate that banana toe shape, even on the new ones, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, do yeah. they go down after? Can you fix them? Sure, you could, but that's not what I want right out of the box, man, right? If I'm paying <laughs> that, I want it the right way or close, closer to the right way. You know, in some instances, they've been doing a better job. But but anyways, back to the story with the uh, the 99 fours. It wasn't see, I, I slept on those. I think I was probably I've gone to a different phase probably as well in terms of um, in 99. I was probably clubbing. I was yeah. doing a lot of, you know, clubbing so, and going out. I was kind of, you know, you know, GQ stuff. Right. Yeah. You're kind of in a GQ yeah. mode. Right. You know, yeah, you got to get in that sure. dress code, which leads me to another story, John. But so anyways, I needed those four. They're my favorite pair. The old pair that I have, uh, I don't know where they are now, um, probably to a friend, but they were too small for me anyways. Um, so I had to, I, and it was probably bad timing because everybody wanted them again. And this is 2004, everyone. 2004, I had to chase back a pair for 360 US <laughs> at 1.66 exchange <laughs> from Japan. 
Because they bought all those pairs when it was like cheap, right? Yeah. A lot of pairs were, you know, shipped to Japan. Respect to Japan because, you know, they were like pretty advanced in terms of style. Yeah. But, you know, but they loved, but they loved, uh, you know, American culture, right? So they were kind of, uh-huh. go ahead. No, I just, a small thing where I was watching Olympic skateboarding with my son and the Japanese women were, were, were cleaning up and we had a brief conversation, but I don't know that much about Japan's influence on, I know less about skateboarding than sneakers, but uh, I, I shed some light since the sneaker does, I have to tell you, <laughs> I have to mention it because it's about my son, yeah, but, but, but go on, go on. So you, you, you hunted down a pair from Japan. Yeah, and I think it was amazing kicks. I don't know if anybody remembers them, but it was it was always a female representative from eBay. But they had like these mint '99 retro pairs, so I got my pair, and I ended up buying three pairs because I really loved them, and they were like almost exactly the same, uh, but not the same, obviously. But they were close. So, anyways, I was rocking that around 2004, 2005. Right. What's interesting was. You know, John, I don't know if anybody talked to you about your former guests talked about um, rocking sneakers to clubs. Do you recall? Not much, a little bit here and there, but uh, no, especially not in the in Canadian Toronto? Toronto context. No way. Yeah. So, heard, you know, I was, that. yeah. And I was, you know, I was going out quite heavily at the time to clubs and, you know, uh, and I started noticing that, you know, I want, you know, there's one, one night I was like, you know, why, why can't I wear, I, why can't I rock my Jordans, man? Like, you know, and they got the style code, you know, dress code and everything, you know, you had to be kind of clean shirt, pants and all that dress shoes. Right. So one day, you know, I decided I'm going to rock my Jordans. So I go there, you know, and of course what happens, the bouncer's like, yo, you, you, you can't, you can't wear those in there. I'm like, why not? Right. Cause it's, it's, they're not dress shoes. Right. And I'm like, you know, my pair is worth more than their pairs over there. It's more than what they're wearing. All due respect, right? You know, they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's club policy, blah, 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 blah. We ended up going anyways. So they let us in later anyways, right? So it's all, you know, with, with the networks that we had at the time and things like that. Um, so, but that's a funny story. We couldn't get, you know, you, you really couldn't get in with sneakers back then. And that's changed now from what I hear. You know, I mean, I don't frequent clubs anymore now, but, uh, you know, there's a style code. I think they call it style code now instead of dress code. Yeah. You know, for a lot, of estab- a lot of establishments. Yeah. Go ahead. But, but bringing that same topic to the NBA, because you talked about the era where the players were wearing super baggy stuff, yeah. super baggy streetwear. AKA Allen Iverson. Thank you. Because that was right where I was going. And then the NBA changed, changed the rules. And here we are again, where I think the rules are still in place. Maybe you would know that these style rules never went away, but the players have just taken it, taken it over and yeah. are now dressing up streetwear. It's- yeah, it's absolutely. Well, you look at Russell Westbrook, right? And what he rocks, right? Yeah. And he sometimes rocking like nothing on the top, shirt open, things like that. It's not even streetwear, um, it's designer. Well, he's designer, but a lot of designers yeah. now, John, what are they doing, right? They're going streets. Street. Streets, yeah. streets become mainstream. And I think a lot of, you know, the younger guys don't realize that, you know, where, where designers are taking the ideas from, right? And, and I'm not saying 100% of these fashion houses are doing that, but I can say you, you see some of the pieces and you're like, yo, yo, we were rocking that, you know, early 90s. We we're rocking that late 80s as kids. And they're yeah, being, and like, yeah, go ahead. On, on the sidelines, it wasn't just Iverson. It was, it was everyone. He 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 yeah. he maybe was the most high profile. Gets the most credit for for styling it on the sidelines. But do you remember? Do you remember those days? Did that have an influence on you? Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Allen Iverson's an icon. You know, I have one of his uh, jerseys, right? So he's an he's iconic for what he does, right? Like just not giving an F, right? And just doing whatever he wants yeah. to do, right? But there, I mean, I guess there's certain limits. But as you, you said earlier, you know, the NBA has definitely gone soft on that, right? And it's become a, you know, it's become a business. It's become a, a runway, if yeah. you will, right? And what, what people are rocking, right? Like they're taking pictures, video, right, of them in that entrance. Yep. And that's critical. That's a critical, like, you know, 10 seconds For sure. right, of media, right? That can make or break you. And, and, you know, if they wear your brand, if they're rocking OG sneaker dad's shirt, John. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? 
I've sent them out, but no, they're not. <laughs> Have you? No, just to no, the Raptors. No, no, we'll see them. You'll yeah. see them on the Raptors this year, yeah. uh, probably. But uh, you got to make that connection happen. I think. I, I might. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I maybe. We'll see. We'll Speaking see. with the Raptors, I want to hear more about your history and, and memories. You talked about the finals. I remember, you know, Nick's series. I remember, you know, different things growing up. It's been a yeah, long road yeah. as a Raptors fan, as you know. But, I mean, do you remember certain events or certain, maybe it was even not games. Like, do you have any great memories of meeting people? Like, I remember once we met we met uh we met uh someone gave us seats and we were sitting pretty close to the court and jyd was behind us and we spent the whole game talking to jyd and we didn't even watch the game do you have any you know fond raptor memories maybe it was even sitting in the sprite zone like i have memories of those great memories of the sprite zone is there anything like that that stands out as i'm sure you have lots well i don't have a lot um but my earliest one probably would have been probably would have been um, Vince Carter charity game. Okay. Right. And I had good seats then. I mean, everything was a lot cheaper, right. Because it was for charity and I was sitting pretty close to the, to the players. So I had a chance to talk to a few of them, you know, just to say hello, right. Just as a young kid, I'm still a kid there um, as a fan, you know, high-fying, um saying what's up i remember asking for the jersey so i knew i loved the jerseys back then i wanted the gamers and i remember ray allen gave out his jersey to, to you know to a, young, a much younger like a like a five-year-old kid yeah. right and i was cool with that you know I'm, I'm always for the kids right like that's cool when i see that that's cool i'm not going to be like wrestling that little girl <laughs> for ray allen's right you know well, you were asking you were well asking. Uh, well you know what the thought of maybe offering the parents you know <laughs> some oh, cash no, no i didn't do that i didn't do oh, that but whatever it takes i might do that today i don't know yeah but with all joking aside so i was able to hi-fi you know talk to elton brand you know some of uh alvin right you know just a high and buy so nothing serious there um but yeah not 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 a lot of close contact that i can talk about what about um your favorite raptors over the years obviously you know, your jersey collection is maybe a hint that some of your yeah, favorite players yeah, isn't yeah. reflective. It is reflective, your... but there's other players. I mean, you always go as a collector, you always kind of go for your favorites. Yeah. Right. Just like your shoes, right? You're going to go for your favorite shoes or your whatever item it is in whatever hobby world or category. Um, but, you know, there's some jerseys that I don't have that, that I really still want. Like at Ray for Alston was one of my favorite Raptors. Yeah. And I don't have, I'm still missing his um, game used jerseys, right? Um, but I, you know, my favorite Raptors, uh, VC. Yeah. But I put some limits and spe specifications on that, John. So I'm a VC fan from 98, 99 to mm. 2002. Okay. Right. How do you like so, that for an answer? So we're, 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 really getting into what was going on on court yeah yeah i think you know where i'm going with this a little bit and i think all yeah. the all raptor fans can relate to this right and yeah. maybe maybe not so much some of the younger ones uh and and that's no hate or anything it's just you may or may not have missed the, some of the antics the on-court antics that you know vc had displayed while he was with the raptors in his last or, or the last two to three seasons when he was injured Right. He, he there was an attitude. Right. He was sulky. He you know, he said he didn't give it all. You know, he didn't he, he didn't give it his all in the last few years. And that, that was painful to hear from a player, your star player. Right. So that that's one side of it. Was it the management's fault? Absolutely. But he's got to take some blame, too, is what I'm trying to say. You know, and looking mm -hmm. back from 98, you know, and, and even well, through his, throughout his Raptors career, except the last two. Did he put us on the map? Absolutely. He gets credit for that. Like he made me want to play ball more. Like he, you know, he, he made a lot of people recognize Toronto and basketball in Toronto, you know, that cliche about, Oh, we see more basketball nets now instead of hockey nets. Right. Yeah. In Toronto. I think that holds true. I believe in that. I believe he was a big part of that. And, you know, in the early years he wanted to play for us. 
right? But I'm going to give you an inside source on this as well. Another perspective, John, and to your listeners, um, I have a very credible source that I've met and I've been fortunate to meet. And uh, we talk once in a while. And um, so he's, he's, he's very close. He was very close to the team, obviously. And he had told me that Vince truly, in his opinion, never really wanted to leave. You know, he was young. Um, he had issues that involved his mother. Okay. That was in conflict with management, of course. And we all know this kind of, right? Like, you know, through a lot of documentaries. But this is actually, this was discussed with this person uh, that I can't name, um, who is an absolutely credible source. Um, that's very close. That was very close with him and that had a relationship. And yeah, no, he was, he didn't want to leave, you know, and, um, and even Stoudemire from the same person, he actually, you know, he cried, he, he, he was in tears that night as much as he wanted to be traded in, you know, what the media had displayed. Mm. And we have to understand these guys are young. Like looking back now, they're young, they're young guys, not knowing how to react. Right. You know, they're going on emotion when they're upset. Right. The team's not doing well. Everybody's on them. So do I understand? Absolutely. Do I forgive? Probably. Right. It's, but it's only sports too. So let's not, you know, I think sometimes we get carried away, right, John, like hey, you know, basketball is a metaphor for life. And I get that, but at the same time, yo, these are real people here. Right. So, and you make a good point about the media and the pressure and their age and they have family and they have friends, everyone's talking in their ears you know, and, um, you know, we never get the full story. Um, so uh, despite uh, uh, many of us in that who were around that era, not being fond of those years, um, you know, what yeah, was I going think, on behind the scenes yeah. and, and what he, what he gave the city is, is, is there's no question. And, and I've forgiven, I mean, you know, there was years of booing and, yeah. and yeah. all that. And, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, Raptors fans used to boo, and I think some of this is a function of being expansion franchise and a lot of people going to Raptor games who didn't necessarily know the game and it was new and that was cool. That what made it cool. But people who knew basketball knew, okay, well, no, the ref blew the whistle. That was five seconds later. The guy made the layup, stop cheering or, or don't boo T-Mac because T-Mac didn't get, T-Mac didn't do it was the Raptors who let him go for they didn't do the signing like you can't really be mad at a T-Mac well he you didn't re well John he didn't resign that's the whole thing right right but, but I mean he didn't he didn't screw us over he he didn't want to come back he, yeah, he didn't yeah. he didn't fake injury Fair. he didn't he didn't he, he did he did yeah. what was in his right I mean it's the same thing if Kyle Lowry signs in this offseason we're gonna hate Kyle Lowry yeah some people might but I, I won't. I I just remember where it's another whole argument. Yeah, Larry's a, <laughs> Larry's a, yeah, that's probably but, a but, slight, but it's pretty. No, no, no. There. The T Mag, the T Mag, and I, I just remember I was wearing my T Mag jersey the first day he came back because I loved him and I wasn't mad at him. I was mad at the Raptors for for not getting anything back from in that deal. Yeah. I didn't blame him. I blamed. The Raptors, yeah. but that's another story that for another day, another podcast. No, I, I mean, there's so much to talk about, right, John? But I mean, just to add to the T Mac part, I mean, looking back at T Mac's career and for him to do what he did, it's still pretty amazing. I mean, he didn't win a you know a championship, but he kind of proved to say, hey, you know what? I was up there for you know for for a few years. He was you know arguably you know top two, right? Top two, yeah. top three with Kobe at the time. So titles he, and yeah, he proved a lot of Raptors wrong that kind of say, Hey, it's not, it wasn't just about Vince, you know, he had it too. Yeah. So, to play second fiddle to Vince, who's, you know, I don't think yeah, I don't really say him. he wasn't, he wasn't, he yeah. didn't have a big ego and T-Mac, you know, yeah, let's just say, tell. let's just say he didn't want to be the Pippin to Jordan at the time. No. And, you know, at the time with the Raptors, because Vince exploded, he exploded that year. I might have told my son that T Max dunks were better, but he had less. He had less of a showman's showmanship. But if you look at the actual dunks, T Max were just as just as good. No, uh, he's he can definitely get up there. It, I mentioned you know, the dunk he, contest, but that again can be another argument. I, I thought his performance in that dunk contest was no, it was pretty good. good. But but he didn't get the crowd behind him, and Vince Vince yeah. the league 
everyone in the league loved Vince. Shaq was waiting for Vince's dunk. He wasn't waiting yeah. for T-Max dunk. Everyone yeah. was waiting for Vince, right? Yeah. And in all fairness to T-Max, what, 6'9", Vince is 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. You know, my opinion, shorter guys look better when they're dunking. Yeah. yeah. There's more hang time, right? Yeah. So there you go. That's why, you know, T-Max dunks, you know, may or may not be as, uh, you know, cool looking in, com- in comparison to Vince, right? Vince got the hops, man. So I want to hear, and I know our listeners want to hear about some of the gems you have in your in your stash, and maybe some of them aren't necessarily even jerseys, but uh, maybe we could start there, and maybe even some ones people forgot about. In the article you mentioned, there's Master P jersey. Um, is there a story behind that one? Yeah, the Master P jersey. So Master P tried out for the Raptors uh, back in, uh, I think it's 99, 2000. If I'm not mistaken, the year after, but I think it was 99, 2000. And uh, yeah, he didn't make the team, but he played a few preseason games, right? And being Master P, right? You know, super rare that he's actually, you know, almost made the team. He wasn't even that bad, uh, but he didn't make it to the team. So having that jersey is pretty, you know, obviously rare. Um, so actually, I have an authentic that I had uh, done up from way back in, in the day. Uh, with the Raptors, I believe, and it's a home white version, uh, but it's a very sought after, you know, jersey just because of the scarcity and rareness that he only played maybe two, two to three exhibition games, and he wasn't bad, and he, you know, and he, he was a, you know, was a big rapper at the time, yeah. so he's an OG, right? So, <laughs> so that's that's one of my prized possessions. Something I actually I don't mind rocking. It, it's an authentic. It's not a game worn piece. Um, but it is a, a rare authentic that, uh, that I, that I really like rocking. It's one of those, you know, if you know, you know, kind of things. Any more in that category kind of special to you, but maybe even not that, that valuable, but just special. Yeah, no, no. Again, I always say what's the value and that's subjective, right? Whether that's an emotional feeling or it's a, you know, it's a dollar sign, like whatever that is, right. That's up to you. But for me, it's, it's all of the above. Right. And, and John, I did bring something for you again. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it's, it's going to, it's going to, you're going to look at it and be like, is, is that just an extra? So what I have here is another purple dino that I'm showing you. And what do you see? You see, see the a, gold again. Right. So it looks exactly like the same one I'm, re- I'm wearing right now. Right. It's also number sparkly, 20. but maybe that's just the light. No, no extra right. silver okay. sparkles. It's the same. Right. Okay. So maybe I'll leave it as a mystery for your listeners, but <laughs> no, you got it no, we're going to keep it a secret for now. I want them to ask you what it is. Right. Well, so hold I, it up, hold it up, hold it up. Face. But I, I don't want you to say the player's name or number. Okay. okay? You, th- you thought you knew who it was, but I'm going to okay, turn cover, it around. Cover your face. Maybe we'll do something on social media. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll okay. figure it out. Wow. It's not who you thought it was, was it? There's been a few Williams over the years. I can't see the numbers, so I don't know which one. I know a few of them had their, their initial in front of it. So well, John, it wouldn't have been those guys. John, you weren't supposed to say the name, man. Well, <laughs> I, I still don't know. I don't know what exactly. game we're playing. I'm sorry. I don't know what game we're playing. I can edit That's okay. that out. Okay. <laughs> Our viewers can't, my listeners can't see anything anyway. No, so is that, is that fit the That's actually... Yeah, so no, one of my prized possessions is probably one of some, sometimes the Raptors will do um, a few rare charitable jerseys. Mm-hmm. And what they'll do is they'll use leftover um, jerseys uh, that were blanks and they'll make different players of uh, that time period. Good. Right. And so there's actually some jerseys there that, uh, that they've uh, made um, of obscure players. And even then, you know, would have been um, D. Brown, uh, Alvin Williams. I mean, they're not obscure. It was just in terms of they didn't match the same year. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I got a couple of those. Uh, they're pretty rare stuff. Um, they're team issued. They're not game worn. Right. But just the scarcity of that. Yeah. One, one of the reasons why I like the um, Kenny Anderson Dino Raptor jersey team issued is because we won. We won finally. And this guy <laughs> didn't even want to show up. He didn't want to play for us. And that's fine. You know, in, in terms of that was his decision back then. I don't know how he feels about it today. It's just sports. Right. But since we're talking about sports and we're within that realm, I'm diving deep right now. That's why I love rocking that Jersey. I don't, I don't wear it all the time, but that's why I love that Jersey. 
it's because it's how far we've come. And that reminds me how far we've come because Kennedy, Kenny Anderson didn't even want to play for us in that trade back in 97, 98. And now I have that Jersey and I love representing our team with that. Now he may not like it, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's symbolic for me. And the irony, it's the irony of it, right. That I love about it. Right. For, for my passion for our team, John. And it's Um, definitely, if you know, you know, but you know, I know you, I know you don't, it's not all jerseys. Um, I want to ask about the table. Maybe you could start there. You've shown your Instagram followers a very special table. And then maybe tell us about other things you have. I mean, do you have balls lying around? Do you have um, other things like that? Well, John, I, 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 you know, without, you know, sounding too, you know, like I got a big head or anything like that. That's not the message that I want to convey here, but you know, I, I do have a, a couple items still that I haven't shown. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe down the road, you know, uh, call them okay. weapons, if you will. <laughs> you know, I mean, if anybody pokes the bear, I'm ready. I, I, I got a few items that uh, pretty cool, pretty rare stuff um, from the Raptors. And uh, when it comes time, I'll, uh, I'll show that piece. Um, but for now, like the, the you mentioned the Raptors table. Uh, so I got to give a shout out, you know, shouts to Leon's. Uh, and the team, um, Barry and the exec team that uh, that recognized, you know, like they showed love. And, and, and to everybody that's listening, you just never know who's watching. You never know who's watching. Because how that process came about was um, Barry, actually, one, you know, one of the execs on the team of the Leon's Raptors team for that table. He was following me already and he was enjoying the content and he understood because a lot of my content, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's uh, if you know, you know, from back in the day. And, yeah. and that's what I like to do. And I kind of, I'll do these little videos, I'll do these little stories, I'll put some music behind it. And what I'm trying to do is let you figure it out, you know, with a few subtle hints here and there. But the music, most of the time that I choose is within that same timeline. Mm-hmm. Right. And also it's part of what I, you know, what I was a part of. So it takes me back, which I love. And you know, I can take you back. That's awesome. But back to the table, you know, he hit me up and he was like, yo, you know, we think you'd be a great representative. We, we think you deserve this table, right? If anybody deserves one of these tables, it's you. And that meant the world to me. Because here I am just really trying to grow the culture, share the culture, right? You know, um, based on, again, how far we've come, right? Back in 95, 96, inaugural, we didn't even know what name we we're going to have, right? Like Toronto Dragons, right? So, and the Purple Dinosaur. So fast forward, you know, when they offered me this table and to say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you this table. We, we, you know, we feel that you should have it. Man, I was like, I was blown away. You know, what is and the that, table? What? The table, the table is, is a, um, and sorry, I should have explained that, but the table is actually a game used piece of um, um, the, the Raptors hardwood Uh, court uh, that was used in 2019 2020 for the 25th anniversary year Um, they were supposed to play six games on it I believe they played only four if I'm not mistaken three or four so the Bucks you know the Greeks I can say the Greeks stepped on the floor Kawhi stepped on the floor and guess what Vince stepped on the floor we played those teams right so in a way to have that now as a table, as a coffee table at my crib is awesome because I know those players and obviously our own team, Lowry and those guys stepped on it and they gave me an amazing piece. Yeah. They gave me two claws. Right. And that means I know they took their time in terms of saying, Hey, you know what, if we think you deserve this part, Right. And it wasn't just, you know, some of the, you know, basic brown or, uh, you know, basic purple, you know, and, uh, and, and I'm not hitting on that. I, I think I would have taken any table, but again, you know, uh, shouts to the Leon's team, the exec team. Um, they actually delivered that. They delivered it to my house, the whole mm-hmm. team, the whole team. I never share this on, on IG, but uh, just to let the listeners know, um, they really showed a lot of love. So, you know, absolute respect to uh, Leon's for what they're doing. They're, they're releasing more tables. Um, 
and even the fact that they're reaching out you know to the culture right for the culture to the streets it wasn't just celebrities that they were you know giving it out to yeah so you never know so be on the lookout you just never know uh, but that's my take on the uh, the raptors table so uh, thank you leon's Cool. Yeah, it's amazing. What you shared is 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 very cool. Speaking of celebrities, do you ever get hit up by celebs or players wanting to, you know, I, I get the impression that everything you have or most of it is pretty much you're holding on to it pretty closely. You don't, you're not there necessarily for the investment. Maybe if someone gave you an outrageous amount, but do people hit you up? I mean, I'm sure people yeah. without money hit you up yeah. and bother you, but I mean, people who are serious. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, you know, thank, thank you to, to all my supporters and followers. Um, you know, and sometimes they'll ask if anything's available and, and sometimes I'll trade in, you know, I'm not stupid enough not to listen to offers. Mm -hmm. um, so there is that, but you know, I can tell you most of my dinos are, if not all the dinos are untouchable. Um, so, but anything else, you just never know. Um, but yes, I, I've had, uh, you know, I've, I've met and, you know, briefly had some conversation with some athletes uh, in the NBA, some players, uh, not a lot, just a few, you know, and they're very short. So by no means, you know, are we friends or anything like that? Um, but there, there's a lot of love out there, uh, but most of the time I have never made a sale, um, to any of them. So they would, they would inquire. I just have, you know, and, and I really don't want to name them, John, with all due respect to them. Yeah. You know, I had, I had a recent, uh, NBA player who asked, uh, if my Stoudemire's were available, specifically the Stoudemire's. And he said, anything Stoudemire in your photos or in your collection, if you're selling them, I'm interested, we can trade. And I was like, I just had to tell them, you know, um, not right now. Yeah. And this was just two weeks ago. So yeah, you just yeah. never know. You never know. I've, I've been fortunate enough to uh, meet some people and uh, network. I think networking is very important, John, as you know, yeah. um, no matter what you do in life, you know. Um, yeah. And shout out, you know, I got to give a shout out to Drake right like you know so he he supports you know uh, he follows you know and he you know what we're, we're we're not friends or anything like that but you know he he he's a great guy man um just from what i get and he and he does a great job of um being the ambassador of the raptors so i'll give him that absolutely what about you know average people just kind of hitting you up for advice or do you ever get like legit check requests and things like that because i know there's a lot of you know, jerseys that people want to figure, figure out if they're real or not. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I welcome that, uh, first of all, but I have to say too, I've, you know, sometimes I can't get to all the questions, uh, on DM and sometimes they go into a restricted list. Right. So I don't even see them. Um, so I'm not doing it on purpose. If I don't, uh, answer you, you know, within 48 hours. And I think I had one or two, two guys kind of, kind of like, um, they asked me legit check questions or they asked me about certain jerseys and what I thought, what my thoughts were. And I usually get back, but, but the two I couldn't get back to in time. So um, if I didn't get back to you, man, it's it, nothing personal. Um, you know, I apologize for that, but I can't get, you know, I don't have a lot of time all the time. And uh, if you do have legit check questions or any questions, Hey, feel free to DM me. I'll try to get back to you. Give me a, give me a week or so. <laughs> Remind me um you know i'm not avoiding you uh, on purpose or anything like that yeah you're busy trying to secure um game warns and yeah, uh, that's pretty much all you do right you don't yeah, well family or personal we're gonna get into that family. i'm kidding i'm kidding um i wanted to ask you before we get into a little bit of the sort of family stuff i wanted to know i think you mentioned to me offline that there were some pieces that you let go of and I assume because you let go of them, you can talk about them. They might have uh, painful memories. Did you let go of some pieces that you maybe regret or, or just remember fondly? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great discussion, um, you know, question. Um, always, always. Um, you know, I'm not wealthy. <laughs> so, you know, I, I got to trade in once in a while. You know, I can't go crazy. You know, I got fam that I got to take care of. Um, so every, every so often I'll have, you know, especially, you know, we're going back 10, 10, 15 years or 20 years when I first started collecting, but not seriously, probably until 12, 13 years ago, 
Um, I've let go a few good, great jerseys. Um, example, uh, I've let go of my Nash Dallas Mavericks game issues, right? So I really missed that piece. Um, I had a Rodman Mavericks um, game issue pro cut. So that's out there. I've seen a few. There's not many. He only played nine. I think it was nine or 12 games for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, so that's super rare. I had Russell Westbrook's uh, pro cut rookie media day jersey that he wore. So that's a good one. So I had to sell that. But I always say I wouldn't have what I have, John, now if I hadn't traded all those right so that that that's my only you know kind of comeback for that and say hey man why you sell that man what are you crazy like why you do that you know and well that's why you, know, you got to go with the times you know you, you got to be you know financially stable that you're doing this you don't want to go into debt or anything like that right but i don't want to get into all that well i you know there there may be a, a crossover in sneakers and i imagine it is because you talked about relationships and you talked about trading things in and you know is there some of that going on when you you let something go you have a fellow collector who who you know really wants in and you know it's not jersey karma it's not sneaker karma but it's it's doing something for oh, the yeah. culture, maybe you know you're getting you're getting some money back. That's that, that's not a that's but not it's not like crazy thing. money that you could have got, right? No and type of maybe scenario. down the road, maybe down the road, the guy's going to look out for you, or maybe someone else. Absolutely. Is gonna, maybe there's a relationship. Maybe someone asks him where he got it. Yeah, absolutely, and that's networking, yeah. right? That's part of that you know that term for me, and I've met a lot of collectors over the years um, since IG even, and you know just a lot of them were positive very very few instances they were negative and that's probably another story later on in terms of you know selling me like a jersey that wasn't uh you know described um right. but that's another story that that was very rare i think it only happened maybe once or twice mm -hmm. okay and that was settled professionally um but in terms of uh, raptors collectors and, and other teams out there and we're talking guys like that have Kawhi's, john I met guys that have, you know, people think, you know, they say, hey, you know, you, you have the best Raptors collection, hands down, you know, in the city, like repping the Raptors. We love what you do. I love what you do. You bring me back. And I love hearing that, you know, I'm humbled by that. Right. But what my response usually is, you know, I don't want to be the best, you know, I don't want to be the best at that. I don't want to have the best collection. I just want to be maybe one of your favorites raptor collectors yeah and i'm and i'm super cool with that and that's what i want and, and i want to grow it because it influences them somehow some way and they're carrying that culture forward that that's what i want um but to answer your question you know if i had other collectors um that i've met and that i've hooked them up you know i yeah. could have got more on uh, ebay or or from an international buyer right but i know they needed that piece and I traded it in and, or, or sold them that piece for a, for a lesser price, right? Yeah. I mean, I do that, you know, in sneakers, I was doing that for a while. When I was able yeah, to too. get, John, when I was able to get multiples, like that was going to family and friends, yeah. right? You know, and I had to do what I had to do, but it was never the price that, you know, StockX was charging because they were fan. I couldn't do that out yeah, of respect. Of Right. And, and even then that's a whole nother conversation for another time, because it's what they do with it after that can get into gray area, but I won't get mm -hmm. into that. Right. Very but yeah, no, like it, it's been, yeah. it's been awesome. Right. And you, you, you've asked great questions, John, about the collection and, and, you know, how long I've been collecting people I've met, you know, there's guys out there that have Kawhi gamers and they're showing me respect and they're like, man, you got a great collection. I'm like, dude, you got Kawhi game worn. Right. Are there specific collectors you could share with us that maybe people don't follow? I know they don't all have social media presences, right? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't. Uh, they they actually private, they private actually person. like to remain private. They're kind of like the opposite of me, but they kind of they appreciate it. They yeah. appreciate what I do. Um, but at the same time, that's not their thing. That's not their bag. They don't want to show it until they have to. Um, it's funny too, because there, there's a few that really don't want to share, 
and uh and that's not you know no fault of their own it's just that's their choice um but because the other part of this too right once you when you start sharing the knowledge gets out there it becomes more competitive right Mm -hmm. but for me the benefit outweighs that the benefit is that you're growing that and it's going to stay forever Mm -hmm. because that's really my objective you know right now that's my mind that's my mentality right so but yeah Yeah. no i've met a lot of collectors from some crazy stuff um a lot of them specialize in certain categories like some will do t-shirts some will do you know um cards some will do warm-ups some will do jerseys from certain periods they'll do vince only they'll do vince carter only they'll do multiple teams right so but in terms of raptors yeah i've met a few uh not a lot but some of them have like crazy stuff and uh, i see what they have but the and i think they really they appreciate what they tell me is that i i mix it up yeah i'm one of the few that mixes it up i got a little bit of everything primarily i got mostly jerseys and game jerseys right but i got some other vintage stuff too right yeah you definitely throw some things in there that i try to i try to make it interesting john for sure and uh one day one day i'm gonna come see it hopefully but i want to ask you know oh we got the and ones tell tell the tell the uh tell the listeners please what we have yeah so john uh well they've seen it before but i i thought i'd bring this up live with you or or as we're recording i got i'm showing john the uh the purple suede and one vince carter game worn Mm-hmm. So one of my, my favorite pieces here, um, it's a PE, so it's a player exclusive or player edition. It's got 15 on the back. It's got his autograph on the left side. Um, they were give this, I acquired this pair off a, uh, a guy who was once a kid and Vince Carter gave him, you know, his pair after, um, I think it was after practice, right? He, he did wear these in a handful of games. One game for sure was Houston. I don't think it was the same pair because M1 gave him a few pairs. Um, so when he played, do you remember that game, John, where they play? Uh, Hakeem was still on the team for Houston? For Houston. Hmm. So it was 99-2000 season. And there was a few, few, maybe a few seconds left on the clock. We had the ball last, and Vince goes and dunks it, and we win. Yeah, you may or may not remember that game. Anyways, he's wearing, I remember that vividly. I was at the game. And I look, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his shoes. I'm like, man, I really, really <laughs> want those purple, white M ones, right? And I just wanted the, you know, the retail pair. Never mind, like his pair. Yeah. So to acquire that, John, awesome, right? And I got like so many stories for you, John, but we don't, we won't have enough time, you know, and how I acquire, how I network, who I've met, like just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I know, and. Uh we have to we, i it would i would be um uh, remiss in my duties to not ask what your family thinks of your hobby yeah maybe start know, with the wife well let's start and with let, the wife uh and make no mistake family is number one okay family is number one for me so i've been fortunate uh they've been you know, I don't know if they're, they're passive or, or they're just accepting. I think it's probably uh, more accepting and a little bit of passive in terms of that, you know, that that's my thing. Um, but, you know, uh, they they appreciate it. They've learned about the history. They, you know, with IG, they see, you know, my wife sees the, um, the following. And I mean, it's not high or anything like that, but, you know, it's it's different. And she knows that. Uh, that there are fans out there that appreciate that, that share my sentiments, that uh, it's a passion for the team, for basketball, uh, for the history of Toronto, right? And she sees the effort that I put into it, right? And I think that table from Leon's and, uh, you know, really opened her eyes up and said, hey, you know what? This wasn't just for nothing. I mean, it, it's just a table, but it's not just a table, right? And, and the networking, meaning you guys, meeting you guys that, that's awesome you know so that's up there for me uh, meeting great people um so she's been very supportive that way i mean she doesn't say hey go buy this go buy that <laughs> right she's just cool with it and you know the kids the kids uh they're rocking vince carter rookie dino jerseys that that, that i say for them 
Okay, that was what I was gonna ask. They, yeah, no, they they, their... they they know what that yeah they know what's going on, so they know the swag that comes with it, and they rock it. Um, so I've been fortunate that way, you know. In terms of Jordans and stuff and sneakers, um, they were into it early because I got them into it, right? Like all sneaker dads, right? Start them young. So I did that for a while, and but then I wanted their own creativity. I wanted them to choose what they wanted to wear, right? Yeah. There's only so much you don't want to pressure, and because if they don't like wearing it, they don't like wearing it. You know, yep. so but they like the you know they they, they like the threes, fours, the ones, um, Air Max ninety infrareds, um, Jordan twelve white pink. So, yes. but they're starting to grow out of it now. They're starting yeah. to grow out of it now. They're more into the jerseys than the shoes now. Uh, so that's where we're at. So um, you know what, love my fam. You know, couldn't ask for more. So been really fortunate that way because that that's number one. And of course, it's good. It's good to you know to encourage the kids and to have different interests than you, of course. And and uh, despite you know sneaker collectors like me and sneaker collectors like you and jersey collectors, um, it's not all we do, even in our spare time. Is that true? You do have actual other hobbies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I play ball. I mean, okay. you know, but I kind of you know I was actually gonna. I took a break because of the pandemic, obviously. Yeah. So I play ball. I do fishing. Uh, now, are you asking me about collecting, like other things I collect, John? Well, you could tell us about that. It was good to go away. But yeah, tell me about other things you collect. And then and then maybe tell me a little bit because I know you've been fishing oh, recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unlike oh. ball, we haven't really got back to ball. But I know yeah. you're big into fishing. But are there other things you collect when it comes to like cards? And I'm, I'm like a huge t-shirt guy. Oh, yeah. You make some good T-shirts. Thank you, by the way. Well, outside right. from what I make. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, fashion for sure is there. I think anybody. Well, not anybody. I, I shouldn't say that. But a lot of people that are into sneakers are into fashion, especially now. Right. And they kind of almost go hand in hand. Right. And some people say, yeah. you know, you look down, you look at the feet first then you move on, you know, go on up of yeah. the body. Right. But uh, yeah, no fashions, uh, you know, pretty big still for me. But I, I've. You know, I, I like to be more authentic, you know, and some people mistake that for being a hype beast in terms of, well, you know, the brands that you, you, you know, you're rocking are like Supreme and things like that. But I've been rocking Supreme early, man, like, you know, 99, maybe, right? 2000, 2001, early, you know, not that early, but, you know, since they, their inception, but close enough. So I appreciate things like that. But they're, you know, they're, 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 they're styles I like to rock you know that that's not really out there and i haven't really shown that on my ig I, that's not something i really do but that's something i'm into a little bit um but in terms of collectability uh you know i used to do toys <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah well, i'm a big kid right you know i'm <laughs> one of those you know I'm, I'm a toys r us kid you never want to grow up <laughs> and things like that right? right you know i went from star wars even prior to star wars actually early star wars you know Transformers, GI Joe, um, Japanese, like they they made great toys, right? Like if you think back, like the quality back then, and even now, pretty good. So a lot of the um, the early anime, like Voltron, right, uh, Force Five, and that stuff's worth a, a lot of money now too. Yeah, I don't know if you know that, John, but a lot of that stuff's worth a lot of money, and they've retroed a lot of that stuff, but nothing beats the OG. So so that's another aspect. Uh, you know, or another category that I collect, but not so much anymore. I kind of focus more on the Raptor stuff now, you know, and I got too much stuff. I got to get rid of a lot of toys, actually. So, but Streetwear know. 2, Supreme, you have older stuff. You kind of collect that a little bit. You wear it, I assume. Yeah, more, yeah. More Some I wear casually, like yeah. mostly the older stuff, yep. you know, and I don't like to pay resale for, for uh, you know, for those. Um, unless I, it's something I really like, then I, I'm, you know, I might do it, but, um, Otherwise, it's most of the older stuff, and I'm rocking it casually. Yep. So, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. We mentioned fishing, and I think I, I think everyone can can guess what the allure of fishing, the satisfaction getting out of the city. But uh, and I don't want to skip over it completely. But I know your Instagram followers care and pay a lot of attention to the food you're posting uh, on your feed. I know I have. I've ordered uh, 
uh, shout out to your wife. It's it's Faze uh, Bake, Bake, yeah, Shop Bake Shop. Yeah. On Instagram, yeah. if Respect. people aren't following, check it out. Uh, desserts and the highly sought after um, oxtail. Oxtail so with tell, rice. Tell me beans. about it. Tell me about the food. Yeah, no, that was just something out of the pandemic. Uh, my wife loves to cook, so very fortunate that way. And she's a great cook. Um, she's uh, Chinese Jamaican. So I get the best of both worlds there, you know, and, and she loves to bake. Um, so, you know, and John, you've been supporting from day one. Um, but we, you know, there was a lot of demand for the oxtail. Um, <laughs> so her oxtail is kind of a bit of a, there's a slight kick to it in terms of spiciness, which, which is normal. Um, but also there's more of a, a little bit of Chinese influence on there or, or fusion. Um, so it, it, and a lot of friends and fam love it. Yeah. Right. You know, and they're always asking me or her to make it. Uh, we love making it for our friends, but it's a lot of work, John. Yeah. And to everybody else out there, it's a lot of work. We did two to three surprise drops. It sold out every time. Um, but it was a lot of work and, you know, we weren't out there or my wife wasn't really there to make a lot of money. You know, it was more for fun passion and again sharing that culture right yeah. you know like food food can do so much you know in terms of sharing bring people together and we know that right so she's more primarily i don't know when we're going to do another job because it was just a lot of work to do people liked it and they're still asking um but it's primarily going to be um just desserts now her mango roulade is awesome you know that mm -hmm. that's my recommendation when people ask so so yeah, that, that's what that was about. And I love food, you know, I love all foods and, uh, you know, but what you see is, you know, what I love most is usually steak. I love steak. Yeah. So you see that on my post. I love fish cause I go fishing. Sometimes we eat our cash at, you know, fresh catch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and then otherwise, you know, Asian food, love Asian food. Right. Yeah, somebody never, somebody never get bored of John. <laughs> and, and, you know, the whole, baking and obviously she does it at home and makes food but if i'm not mistaken it sort of became something you didn't necessarily expect the the demand and i think you played a role in that is that fair to say and not that you take credit for being her her her, her, yeah. hype, her hype man but i mean you're sharing it on your feed you have lots of followers and, and your yeah friends, that was like actually interesting and and actually i had a few people that would hit her up and I think it was through my, you know, my posting and all that, you know, showing love and all that. But some of them were like, they wanted to meet here. They wanted to meet there. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know this person. Right. <laughs> and they didn't tell me about it. So it wasn't like, like John, like you would, you would tell me about it. Right. You know, and kind of say, Hey, I'm doing that. And we can meet up and we can have a talk and things like that. But there, it was just odd. I, you know, there were some odd people that were hitting her up and, uh, so we decided that we were just going to do, we were just going to basically um, hook up people that we knew or, or a friend of a friend. If they had mentioned that, then we do it that way. Yeah. And that makes it easier and you're not. Yeah. I mean, I again, mean... yeah, we're not out there to start a new, this is not starting a new business. You know, it, it's right. for fun, you know, some good pocket change for the kids and for new ventures in terms of her baking so it was, you know, something small like that, lots of fun, but yeah, no, it went, it actually went really well. So thanks for asking. Yeah. And we all have our enough meetups for sneakers, enough meetups and, and internet deals for jerseys. You don't need to start doing meetups with people you don't know for dessert. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> and I'm usually more on the, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not really out there. Yeah. I, you know, I don't mind being out there, but I'm, I'm really, you know, that's not, that's not my first choice. However, you know, I'm, I'm kind of opening up to that a little bit more, you know, John. So. Well, speaking of opening up, you have been extremely open and generous with your stories, your time. This is definitely not going to fit into one part, which is great for our <laughs> listeners. It's great for, uh, for me getting content because I'm trying to take a couple of weeks off uh, but more importantly, we got to hear so much from you about your background, your expertise, your passion, and who you are a little bit. Because, uh, you know, behind the uh, the Instagram, um, 
in front on the front of Instagram, we don't we don't see a lot of who people are, even when they choose to share it, share it. So uh, I can't thank you enough. And, uh, you know, it's great to get you know you off air in the last few years uh, more. But uh, obviously, my listeners feel the same yeah. way to uh, to hear more about you today. Well, yeah. Well, John, thank you again for, you know, 50 is a special number. So congratulations to you again. Thank you. Um, like I said, I hope I didn't really bore a lot. Of, you know, I want I, I don't want to bore a lot of people there. I know I kind of jumped uh, topic to topic there. So hopefully uh, the listeners get something out of it. You know, some exclusive, you know, for you, John, at <laughs> the 50th episode. Yeah. And no. before I go, I don't know. I want to show you one more, one more piece of a favorite of mine that, that never gets a lot of love, John. Right? Ready? Here we go. Oh. I can't say I've seen those. No, eh? So I'm showing what I'm showing is the uh, the Reebok Omni Pump Heineken. Yeah. Uh, what? You don't I don't know, know the these, story about these, no. Well, so there's actually 20 pairs of these Heineken pumps. There's actually 20 pairs that exist. <clears throat> a friend and I both have a pair. Um, and these were at the anniversary party that Reebok had in Toronto um, with Stolen Riches. Um, shout out, Hung. And uh, they had it there. And just on display. But to make the quick, uh, to make the long story much shorter, they're super rare because um, Heineken Canada had basically had these made for the anniversary show or party. But guess what? A Reebok USA never approved. <laughs> so they had to cancel them, right? So just one of those stories. Um, but I wanted to show some love to the shoe because. It's got 3M stars on it. Uh, if you look at my Instagram page further down, you'll see them. Okay. Um, I had two pairs. I have one pair now. And um, yeah, it's got 3M stars. The leather is like amazing. The quality on these, probably one of the best. And why I'm bringing these out now is because they're actually one of the best pair of shoes. Like that I think in terms of the detailing, um, the quality of the materials, awesome. Wow. Just awesome. Yeah. Next time we meet up, I'll bring them. Like they're just, they're too good not to share. Yeah. You know? They look awesome. Can I ask, do you, do you have a lot of pairs like this hard to find? Do you look for pairs like this that are, or, or is this just, you know, just from the back in the day that, that you, you, you so happen? Cause you obviously do that with jerseys, right? But do you do that with sneakers? Like um, ha have ones that, you know, people, wow, I've never seen those. Like do you, do you target yeah. those? Probably not as much now as I was, you know, compared to back then. Yep. You know, and, and again, we're, we can probably go on for another hour stories of how we were hunting, how I was hunting, you know, going to the States and, you know, around that time. So that, that was, we don't have time for that, John. But um, I mean, I'm still looking. If I see something yep. pop up, you know, there's some things that I'm still after, you know. I mean, I'm not going into like Paris dunks and things like that. That's not, you know within my budget right now and that's not that's something i wouldn't do anyways that you know but uh there are some others that if i see uh that within reach you know um i definitely would still want how about that like historical significance rarity yeah i think og ones yeah. yeah og ones is something that i i still look at from time to time They're just a lot of um, nostalgia for me for um ones because i never could get them when i was skating at the time i had to do it through trade um but eventually i do a chicago pair uh, but anyways yeah there's a, there's definitely pairs out there that i want still and you post content that relates to what raptors players not even necessarily their jerseys sometimes you know we, you posted an alvin williams and we had a discussion about his shoes sometimes sometimes it's about the shoes it's not about the jerseys right yeah and, it's all apparel yeah you know, it's all apparel like I, I you know there's there's practice jerseys that i haven't posted yet that's pretty you know historical still in terms of you know how they went from one style to next style like from champion to nike to adidas to back to nike yeah. right they're all made so differently right and the design and the features the stories they actually tell is pretty cool too like nike does a really good job i have to say of storytelling right and it's those subtle design pieces and messages that they put in, right, into their clothing, apparel, and obviously shoes. 
yeah. right? And I think that's kind of why they're still on top right now. They got better stories. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have amazing stories in it. And if I don't get you back on for a part three or whatever it is soon, hopefully you coming on Sneaker Dads breaks breaks the ice for you and the next time someone maybe someone from a raptors podcast hits you up you'll do it because uh you could provide them a, a raptors exclusive podcast with a lot or, yeah, or maybe be, your maybe your own that'd be it <laughs> that'd, that'd be interesting john but uh but uh i definitely love to have you on again and i definitely have to thank you again for yeah. all your time and uh everything else you do and it's it's uh it's great to have you on and uh and and great for all the other other things we get to do uh um in the in the community and things like that so uh thanks again yeah for sure john yeah pleasure man and again congrats on the 50th man thank you thanks for being part of it okay brother big thanks again to sexy beast which is where you can find him on instagram for his time and for joining me to commemorate episode 50 and 51 you can find me at heads ain't ready on instagram sneaker dads is on twitter instagram and youtube and at sneakerdads.com we've got one more episode next week before year two begins and it's a good one until then later